Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, friends. Today, we are so excited to share our conversation with you with Candice Bryant. So a little bit about Candice before we get started. This is her 17th year teaching. She's a wife, a mother, and a huge fan of Survivor. Candice is currently a third grade teacher and the creator of the Movement for Mindful Classrooms YouTube channel. And Xander and I have been doing the video movement for good mornings and we absolutely love it. And I tell this story um, about the first time we did that video later on in the conversation. So watch for that. And we just, we can't wait for all of you to hear from Candice and go check out our videos for yourself. But beyond that, I think her story resonated with me so strongly and there were pieces of it that mirrored some of my own experiences. And I think you'll find that with yourselves as well. One thing that we'll end up talking about is how Candace was looking for a specific type of content to bring to her classroom that she knew would be beneficial, but it just wasn't out there. So instead of saying, oh, well, tossing in the towel and saying, I guess it's just not going to happen, she decided to create the content she wished existed. And I'm so thankful that she has. I resonate so strongly with that because Ashley and I, you know, we do the same thing. We create this podcast every week with content that we wish had existed even just a few years ago. We would have benefited from this. And we hope that you absolutely love this conversation with Candace Bryant. And as soon as we're done, with the interview, I really hope you go check out her YouTube channel and try one of the videos with your kids at home or with your students in the classroom. And if you do, make sure to tag us on Instagram. We would love to hear your personal stories. So without any more talk from me, let's get started with our conversation with Candice. So before talking about your movement for mindful classrooms, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Absolutely. But first, I would like to say how much of an honor it is to chat with you two today. I've really enjoyed um, seeing what you you two are doing. And you had the greatest tips starting the school year. It was a rough start to the school year. And your tips about getting rest and um, like setting those routines before you get back to school. Life changing. Game changer. Good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Teacher moms to the rescue. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about me. I am a wife. 
I've been married to my husband, Jonathan, for 17 years. And a mother, we have two kids. They are currently 15 and 12. I'm also an elementary school teacher. This is my 15th year teaching. And I currently teach third grade, but I have experience in third grade, fourth grade, and I even dabbled in middle school and discovered that was also not for me. (laughs) (laughs) They're a different breed. (laughs) Right. I am back in third grade where I belong and where (laughs) I hope to stay until the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) People that have, you know, If you go to my Insta, you're probably going to discover that I'm quite the Survivor fan. I was late to the game at, you know, one of those pandemic fans. You start looking for something to binge and then you say you're a fan of the show. I'm one of those, but I've held on and I've actually applied to be on Survivor three times. So, Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. We actually had um, one of the, somebody who was on the show came and talked to us uh, at our school. We do like um, beginning of the school year, like dinner, get together. And we always bring in a big speaker. Yeah. And one of them was from Survivor. So she like went through her whole experience on the show and everything. It was kind of cool. I'm so jealous. Don't (laughs) because I'll just be like dead with jealousy. (laughs) I actually don't even remember her name, but it was it was pretty interesting. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Um, just it's something that I, you know, one of those silly pipe dreams that do for myself, other than being a mom and a teacher and a like, yeah, something just for me, Um, right. Yeah, so that's a little bit about me, and um, yeah, just a pretty normal person. (laughs) We have had conversations around teacher burnout. Can you tell us a bit about your own burnout story and how you moved through it yourself? Absolutely. So this is one of the, like, I love you guys so much because teacher burnout is a real dilemma. Um, we're mm-hmm. really seeing it come to head right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so just keep on doing what you're doing because you're making a difference. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to hear that. <laughs> so um, I had a rough start to my teaching career. Um, I'm more of an outside of the box kind of thinker. And at the time I was teaching in a state where the evaluation was very structured. Like, did you have a your... Uh, objective posted? Did you Mm. um, have a set and a this and a that? And when my teacher or when my principal came in to evaluate me, they were doing research about space to make a travel brochure to space. And so we had a conversation afterwards, like I actually had ended up, you know, that beginning teacher thing, I had to repeat it because my evaluations weren't good. And um, my principal actually came to me and was like, I was really brokenhearted about this because like you are doing great things, but this evaluation system doesn't quite fit. So anyway, I don't mean to stay forever on that, but um, it really made it an 
difference in the beginning of my teacher career. So mm-hmm. later on, when I heard that that state was also going to start basing their pay on evaluation, oh. I, I panicked. And so I um, took a break from teaching for a little while and we actually um, moved to a different state and was in a different environment. And I, August rolled around and I was like, I have to get back in the classroom. I miss it. It's what I was made to do. So back in third grade and um, then one day I get the bright idea that I might try middle school (laughs) and that didn't work out well. Um, And it just happened to be at the time that I was really just struggling with my own personal struggles um with you know the things that moms struggle with the things and <laughs> struggle with and then you pile teaching which is a it's a career of heart on top of that and then it just all um started getting to be too much and so mm-hmm. I took some time off and I really started uh looking for ways to be healthier emotionally and mentally. And one of the things that I did was I started doing yoga and it Mm -hmm. made such an incredible difference that when I got back into the classroom, I wanted to make sure that I also used that. And so because of movement and the mindfulness that I was learning, I was able, like, I even loved teaching through the, the pandemic teaching remote. It was, I was one of those oddballs that loved teaching remote. And um, it's really just made a huge difference in my life. And I want to share that with others. I like that you said that um, where you were, the environment you were at, the school you were at, the state you were in, uh, was not healthy for your teaching experience. And I think it's important for everyone to hear that because we've had people, I've had conversations with people on Instagram and they'll kind of get a little defensive when I start talking about self-care and they'll start like um, getting defensive in our conversation. And they're like, I don't think that the conversation should be, what are we doing wrong? It should be what is the system going to do to fix it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's not where I'm taking this call. I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong. Um, (laughs) I, I'm just trying to bring awareness to the fact that we all need to be taking care of ourselves better. Every single one of us, including me. And, um, you know, I would never say to a teacher that like you are, you're in the wrong here. Like you need to make this work. If you feel like you're in a, bad teaching environment, I would never suggest that someone stay there. Like, mm-hmm. of course, there are, there are outliers to a situation like that, where if you don't feel comfortable in the school that you're at, or with the administration that you have, or in the state that you're in, in your case, like, I don't know what state that is, but that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to teach in that state either. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, that's really where like Roberta and I, that's where our course came from is because we both experienced burnout as well. And I would never suggest that anyone stay in the position that I was in. I just know that if I 
took the things that we teach now and I started incorporating them into my life like you did, you found yoga, that it would have been a lot more manageable for me and I wouldn't have been crying every second of the day. (laughs) Yeah, the breakdowns are real and teaching is hard anyway um, Mm -hmm. for many, many factors, but we, we stay because we love it and we feel loyal and we know that the children need us and sometimes that can keep us in unhealthy places Mm -hmm. right Um, but leaving that place doesn't mean you're leaving education Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can Mm -hmm. always go back into it um, Mm -hmm. a different place and a different time yeah definitely yeah in a healthy place yeah I think that's really powerful um to think about just because you leave one place or you have one bad experience in one district Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's like that everywhere and I think Mm -hmm. that's really important to to see and and hear so thank you for sharing your story yes um so how I I know you touched on this a little bit but I want to see if you have anything else you wanted to add um how how has that movement and mindfulness really impacted those overwhelming and burnt out feelings for you so um yeah uh yoga has just really been a moving outlet like just and sometimes I get in my yoga clothes and I uh I have a little room we call the studio that I go work out in when we when I'm doing yoga and sometimes I just turn the music on and move just what my body feels you know like Mm -hmm. um catch the beat um Mm -hmm. just in that space with just myself, I can just let it all out, be really who I am. And then also um, another thing that yoga has really done for me is like an awareness of my health, Um, like an awareness of, okay, I'm doing this move and my back is stiff, like Mm. I'm taking care of myself or um, I'm feeling a little weak or, dehydrated today and making sure that I'm checking in um, just like sometimes we miss anxiety because we Mm -hmm. get so busy like how am I feeling right now and I even do this practice with my students um, a lot of times in the morning is like let's just take a moment to be right here right now try not to think about anyone else just focus on yourself how are you feeling? Like, mm-hmm. like really, how are you feeling today? And just, just to acknowledge it, be mindful of it. Don't, we don't necessarily have to do anything because, you know, sometimes if someone just recognizes that you feel bad, it automatically makes you feel better. And I think mm-hmm. our bodies are the same way. Like are recognized in yourself. I'm feeling yuck. And it just, it, automatically makes you feel better and then just the um the focus being able to focus on a task and this was one of the big reasons that I started using it in my classroom is I start at the same time I'm working on myself I start hearing research about yoga in the classroom and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm gonna give this a try and (laughs) it's one of those funny things like um So when you all go to my uh, YouTube channel, you'll um, see some videos that I've made to lead teachers and students in little mindful moments, sometimes yoga, sometimes 
different things. But um, so one of one of the places I tell people to start is movement before good mornings because it's a nice. It teaches like basic how to stand in mountain, basic stretches, basic breathing. But then one of the big things that I want you to try with your students is the um, movement for focus and it's the tree pose. And so the students have to stand on one foot and prop their other foot up on their knee. And it's funny because I used to stand that way all the time as a kid, but apparently it's not that common. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> lots of people struggle with it. Um, but I was just one of those silly kids, you know, stop running through the house. Don't skip it. Where you go. <laughs> yeah. on two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Sit with your feet on the floor. Yes, I was that one. <laughs> but so, okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this a try in my classroom. We're going to do the tree pose. And at first I was like, what is happening? Because the students that struggle with balance and control in class, they're gonna really, you're gonna see it with your eyes, how much <laughs> they struggle when they first try this, but you're gonna gradually see a change of how they are finding their, their center balance, their finding control of their limbs and being able to focus on a task. And it's, it's amazing the change that it makes. Um, and so, yeah, that was the transition from me working on myself into um, taking it into my classroom. And then that leads us to, well, there's not a whole lot content available. There's lots mm -hmm. of adult yoga videos. Um, there are lots of preschool uh, uh, yoga videos. And then there's, there's the issue. You can't find one the right link or you're, right. you start standing and then all of a sudden it's like, go down to the floor. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Ooh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the floor. Right. <laughs> right. Or they're like, grab your yoga mat. And I'm like, well, well, we don't have those classrooms, you know, and so just finding good content that um, that taught those skills that um, had some social emotional learning in it. Just we don't have 26 minutes to do uh -huh. a yoga with our class. Um, so I decided that I would make the content that I wanted to see. So some things that were um, important to me was um, understanding that children comes at, come at all different levels. So I wanted to make sure that I had um, different levels of participation. Um, also, teachers don't have a ton of time. So I have different kinds, like the movement videos right now are three to four minutes long, but I'm also working on some like one minute mindful moments or 30 second mindful moments um, and some different, some fun, get silly, more, more of mm. the, because the kids, they, those are their favorites. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. 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 The, the, the kids will participate and they, you know, they enjoy it, but the teachers really enjoy it the most yeah. because you, yeah. you'll see the benefits of how much they 
can settle down, how much they can focus, how much they're getting that movement and those wiggles and giggles out so that they are ready to do their assignment. Yeah, I love that. I know I, um, with my three-year-old, we had done your um, movement for good mornings video and I loved it. We love doing yoga and sometimes we, we do subscribe to a channel that has longer kids yoga, but like you said, they're like, almost 30 minutes, sometimes even longer. <clears throat> and my three-year-old can't do that whole thing in one sitting, you know? So what I loved, though, was we did the movement for good mornings, and he was focused the entire time. And this is a three-year-old, and he could do it. And, of course, his movements were a little slow and choppy, but he was working through it. And we went from kind of almost borderline tantrum before starting the video to being calm and ready to do our at-home preschool and it was an amazingly beautiful transformation and I just absolutely love your videos and can't wait to see all that you come out with thank you that warms my heart so much I like I it excites me because it it can make such a difference and so I want to get everyone on board and and I, I never want to cost teachers a dime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if YouTube right. wants to pay me, <laughs> I never want to cost right. teachers a dime. Because so, I really, like like you said, it's a, it's a passion project, something that I feel very passionate about and really, truly wish I had more time to focus on it. Mm -hmm. I understand that. So I loved also your video that was geared more towards teachers explaining brain breaks and how, you know, those tips for how to set up brain breaks. Um, and I love especially that you mentioned that the teacher should be doing the brain break right alongside the kids. I'd love for you to take a minute or two or honestly, however long you think. Um, but why, why do you think it's important for teachers to participate in these brain breaks and these movement breaks? Yes, teachers need breaks too. <laughs> um, a lot of times we use brain breaks as like a transition, which that could be very useful. Um, a transition so they're they're getting their wiggles out while you get the slide up or the papers passed out. And but really truly, take a moment to breathe. You've done so much. You've worked so hard. Put it down for just a minute and breathe because it's we forget we get so busy um, we forget that our bodies need to move and groove and our bodies need stretching after standing all day um, and all the stress that I like I heard a, a fact that well a fact I heard that like somebody said that teachers make more minute-to-minute -minute decisions than brain surgeons and Yes, I've heard that too. I mean, I'm not a brain surgeon, but I feel like we're probably right on par. Right? I, we could probably run circles around a brain surgeon. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're, you know, constantly we are needed. Um, and so instead of using that time to get one more thing done, um, I want to challenge you to use that time to take care of yourself, just take a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. But then also 
doing it with your students, that vulnerability with them and doing something alongside of them is going to make such an incredible bond. Um, the last couple of years, I, like I have had classes that I'm like broken hearted to see them go on to the next grade. And I really think it, a lot of it has to do with the relationships that we mm -hmm. build with our students and the time mm -hmm. that we take with them. And this is, this can be a tool to help you um, have some fun with your students, stretch with your students, laugh with your students, um, mm -hmm. make crack a joke about how old you are. They love that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my achy back. Yeah. And then you'll get the sweet ones. Oh, you're not old. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll get the other ones who are like, what? You must only be like 55. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, um, especially when you said like the silly ones, because like you said, just like putting yourself in that vulnerability moment really opens up your kids to have some relationship building moments. Um, we have, we call it homeroom at the end of the day for five minutes with our last our class and I honestly kept forgetting to do it like the first part of the school year and then one day I was like oh yeah I totally remembered and then we had all kind of discussed like it's just supposed to be five minutes of really whatever you want so someone had sent out like live cams to do with the kids and so we were watching like penguins and then we were watching this watering hole one day and then and the the kids that don't ever open up are like the ones that are like they're ready to talk your ear off about how the penguin just pooped in the corner over there <laughs> it was hilarious we're we're hanging out it's almost for a moment you're not the teacher and student right we're humans yes. together having fun loving mm -hmm. life yeah penguins. oh I love it yeah yeah it was so fun but I'm gonna so I haven't checked out your videos yet and I'm going to see, cause it's my eighth graders that I have at the end of the day that I do this time with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check it out and see if it would be, and they're like a silly group of eighth graders. So they would probably maybe do this with me. Okay. I might be able to talk them into it. I'll let you know how it goes. Let's if see I do. how it goes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, our time is coming, drawing short, but I wanted to make sure, Candice, that you were able to talk about anything else that you feel our listeners should hear. So I also wanted, and I'm, I'm going to give you all a little sneak peek because um, I have these in the works of some just quick little tips for teachers of things that you can do without a video in your classroom. And um, so a couple of little things that you can do is the one is called a 10 second reset. So when they're chatty and they're scattered and you're, you're feeling like your hair is going everywhere because <laughs> um, I'll like get their attention um, we have a little call and answer. I'll get their attention and I'm like, okay, 10 second reset, freeze. And then I just put my fingers up and I don't say anything. I just put down one finger at a time until we get done with our 10 seconds. And then I'm like, take a deep breath in 
And now let's continue our lesson. And it like just that 10 seconds. Well, first of all, my eardrums are exploding or <laughs> aching yep. from all like this pulsing, sound, all this, ugh, the vibration. And I need just 10 seconds of, but then, it, mm -hmm. you know, when you're feeling all frazzled and you just take a deep breath, it, it makes a difference. Um, so that's mm -hmm. one that is really quick. Like I was saying before, just a, Hey, check in with yourself today. How are you feeling today? How's your body? How's your emotions? How are you, you know, how you feeling? Um, and then sometimes that will even open up opportunity for them to share with you if they feel comfortable. Um, so that, but then here's a biggie. So you know how, when it's a holiday and your kids are bonkers, or you have those kids who get in a lot of trouble on their birthday because they can't have it together. Yeah. <laughs> <You> no. <know? laughs> One time, oh my brother, I felt so bad for him. One time he got he was like a young teenager, maybe thir his 13th birthday. He got taken to his room during his birthday party because he he said a very inappropriate word and, and <laughs> the response to their like tussling or whatever and then he like got a warning and then he said it again and I, I think it was really just impulsive but ah, he got in trouble on his birthday and I just always um talk to my students so like on holidays during morning meeting we have a conversation like these are the kinds of days where we feel so excited so out of control that we have a tendency to get in trouble, right? We have a tendency to let it go too far. So be mindful today. And I usually tell them, like, think of one thing that you want to do today to make sure that you're doing, you know, following the expectations. And then throughout the day, when I see them getting, like the energy is building, the starting to feel chaotic again then get their attention I'm like be mindful it's that day <laughs> it's that <laughs> day that has a tendency to get us in trouble so think about what you're doing be mindful of your behavior just that mindfulness um mm -hmm. even like in the hall I'll say okay think about the expectations in the hall because we're you know we're getting in that part of the year where you're tired of saying stop talking in line Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like be mindful of your expectations and it kind of forces them to self-regulate their behavior with, rather than the teacher regulating it so mm -hmm. I, I, I like that maybe, we're, that, we're in, maybe the, it's just me <laughs> yeah, no, I don't no think we're so. in, we're in homecoming week right now so my kids could all use that after the day we had today, we had a few incidences, not in my classroom, but yeah, one that I had to break up. Oh, <laughs> so, <no. laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, that would definitely be helpful for our kids during homecoming week. Those are the <laughs> days. <laughs> so just a little sneak peek for you. And I'm making a little series. So you'll see it coming down the line. Cool. I love that, Candace. I'm really excited to see that. Thank we'll make you. sure to share it when when the time comes. And we'll also make sure we um, have a link to your YouTube channel and your Instagram page in the show notes. 
for all of our auditory listeners, can you tell them um, where they can find you in those two places? Absolutely. So my Instagram is at the word movement, the number four, mindful classrooms. And so movement for mindful classrooms. And then my website, to, and it will take you right to my YouTube channel is movementformindfulclassrooms.com. And that is just all words. Perfect. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Well, before we let you go, we always have three final questions that we love to ask our guests. The first one is, what are you grateful for in this season of your life? I am most grateful for my teacher friends, my next door neighbor. Um, so positive, so encouraging, but also will call me out when I'm being negative and um, when I lose focus on, um, you know, the vision, um, just positive teacher friends are the most valuable thing that a teacher Mm -hmm. can have. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So grateful for positive teacher friends. Nice. Awesome. What, what book are you reading or what podcasts are you listening to right now? So one of my favorite podcasts is called Hidden Brain, and I wouldn't dare try to say the guy's name because it's, <laughs> and it's beautiful. His accent is gorgeous, and the way he says his name sounds like a song. So go check out Hidden Brain, where I listen to it on Spotify, but it's just, it. I love psychology, and they talk about why humans do the things that we do, and it's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently reading the book, How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, and it's life-changing, so I definitely recommend it. It's about healing uh, trauma, being um, just being an observer of yourself mm-hmm. and moving towards a more healthy life. I love that. Awesome. That's right up my alley, so I'll definitely be looking that one up. <laughs> So let's see, last question. Uh, What is a daily routine or system that you do to take care of your your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual self that you're really proud of? So I try to move several days a week um, if as much as possible. Most of the time, this time of year, beginning of school year, I can probably only squeeze in three days a week, but I try to have the majority of the days a week moving and it's not always working out like sometimes I do yoga but sometimes I just turn some music on and dance in the kitchen (laughs) while I'm making dinner um just movement because that is it's a physical outlet but it's also uh emotional mental all the things and then I love a hot bath just me in a bathtub my favorite music and some coffee. <laughs> Love that. We're making a sauna right now, so I'm very excited for my nightly saunas. <laughs> yes, yes. The um, my bathroom is like the best thing part of my house. Um, it was like the reason we bought the house because I needed that bathtub. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yes. And I've already had two this week. Yes. It's only Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been so great talking to you. Thank you so much for 
squeezing into our schedule. I don't even know like how many dates we threw around or whatever, but we made it work. So thank you so much and have a fabulous rest of your evening. Yes, it was such an honor. You two are so much fun. I wish we lived a little closer. I agree. <laughs> besties. Yeah. Long distance besties. We'll do it. Right. Yeah. Sounds great. Have a good night, Candace. You too. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles. 